Hi there, you are welcome to this podcast. I would love to talk about something that is above all things. You are welcome to listen. You see, when Jesus walked physically on this earth, he taught his disciples many things. Since his time were to be so short on this earth, he had no time to talk about things that do not matter. No doubt that all he taught them was extremely important. He didn't waste his time just babbling about trivial subjects. When he taught, he was expressing truths which were essential to his followers. The things which he had received from his father John chapter 17 verse 8 made that clear. With this in mind, let us look at one particular period about which Jesus wonders. He wonders to beware of the living or the yeast of the scribes and the Pharisees. Now when Jesus said this, he emphasized it in a special way. To him, this was an extremely important message for us to understand. In fact, it was so essential that he put it at the highest level. He established it as one of the most consequential things that he taught. He said, Above all things, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Luke chapter 12 verse 1. And I read from Father's Life New Testament translation. You see, he emphasized this teaching by saying above all things. This must be really important. I know you agree with me. For him to use the word above all things, it must really be important. It must be a kind of key to knowing how to obey and follow Jesus. Therefore, we will take some time in the next episode to investigate just what Jesus was teaching. It is possible that many have read this verse repeatedly but yet not really understood it. Just like Jesus, Jesus' disciple who you know, at the time became confused and didn't um, grasp what Jesus was saying. We too can easily read and even reread this very passage without really understanding or receiving the revelation of what Jesus was trying to convey. However, since Jesus emphasized this teaching so clearly, it must be crucial for us to see what it is that he is teaching us. To begin, we should understand that this word hypocrisy, it came from the Greek word hypocrites, which was a person who acted in a Greek play. From this, we can understand that, in essence, a hypocrite is an actor. It is someone who is pretending to be something he is not. How do good actors do their jobs? 
basically they study the person whom they are going to imitate they might read books about the person they may be able to meet the person face to face or they might be able to watch some videos of that person's lives life while learning about him they memorize his facial expressions they study his mannerisms the way he dresses and how he acts and reacts in different situations that is acting they learn to imitate the voice and the way of speaking of the one they are copying. They even try to enter into his psyche of the psyche of the other person so they can mimic him, so they can think as they do. Then they take what they have learned and applied it by imitating the person whom they have studied. They begin to act and speak as if they were that person. Those who are really talented at acting can produce a very convincing imitation of that other person. So see how I conclude. How does this apply to our work with Jesus? What is it about this sort of activity that is so essential for us to avoid? Why would Jesus forcefully warn us against the particular practice? Let us examine this question together. One source which believers have um, for how Christians should behave is their church. From those around them and perhaps from sermons from the pulpit, they learn things about how they should conduct their lives. Perhaps they learn about how they should behave. Possibly they learn new Christian vocabulary. You know, some people can even mimic tongues. They have learned how to speak in other tongues even without being filled with the Holy Ghost. Some people can mimic it. They have started doing it already, and I'm sure you are aware of this. They may notice that other believers don't swear as much. They might learn that drunkenness is bad, lust is not good, and lying is against the teachings of the scriptures. These are many other things, you know, new believers pick up from their environment and those around them. Some believers are also studying their Bibles from the scriptures, especially the New Testament. They read about Jesus. Through their reading, they can extract many truths about his character and personality. They also learn about how he taught us to live, expressing various virtues which Jesus set up as goals which we are expected to attain. Perhaps they learn about the necessity for, um, of forgiving each other and um, they see that you know, they must be generous with their time and money. They understand the importance of meekness and humility. So when we read all these things, we tend to live according to that which we are, we are living. So you see, they are taught that they will suffer persecution and that they must remain faithful through all kinds of trial and tribulations. Finally, they realize that they must be loving to everyone in all sorts of situations. Now, listen to this. What many Christians do when they begin to appreciate these virtues and see that God requires them to express them in their lives is to begin to put them into practice. They begin to train them, you know, themselves to imitate what they see in the scriptures. They begin to act out what they have understood. For many Christians, Christian lives are based on ever learning, you know, ever learning. 
they learn how to worship they learn how to pray they learn how to cast out demons learn how to study the bible learn how to evangelize and many other things some spend their time continually studying the bible or listening to others who do so constantly refining their lives to conform to what they they see or hear they modify their hairstyle their dressing they try to change their speech their habits they try to treat others in a different way than they did before they even attempt to control their inner selves i'm talking about temper their desires and even their thoughts perhaps those who have a strong will and therefore are good at this can produce something that could be thought as an imitation of jesus yet <laughs> oh my god for far too many their inner lives do not correspond to that which they pretend to be in front of other christians their actions are not a result of transformation of their inner selves now pay close attention to this that i'm saying their lives is this is not a spontaneous expression of jesus's nature but just an imitation of it until your life becomes a spontaneous expression of jesus's nature and not just an imitation of it you haven't come to the very essence of jesus's teaching they are not really what they pretend to be instead it is a behavior they have learned and and, and also practiced it is a reproduction you know or simulation of how they think they should behave and it becomes just an act it is unfortunate fact and i'm here to reveal that what goes on in their private life our private lives if it does not correspond to what is in us everything we do is mere acting and that is what jesus calls hypocrisy for when we are alone when no one else is watching when we are just with our families and close friends our actions are different our characters in private doesn't match our actions in public this is true for many two believers many believers furthermore in times of stress pain difficulties what is expressed through us is often not the virtue they have been pretending to have in front of others when extreme situations come along it is often not the nature of jesus that we express we become irritable angry offensive or selfish we do and say things which hurt others when the pain of some situation or temptation comes along it overcomes our ability to control ourselves and act like a good christian it is then that what is really on the inside what is in the hearts come out often it is not very pretty i'm telling you so many realize that their lives don't really measure up to god's standards so they hide their sins from others and even try to hide them from themselves perhaps we excuse ourselves for this double life by thinking that everyone else is just the same 
after all the reason no one is really perfect we all we always say this so let me close this episode by saying this if we don't start doing something about the state of our hearts no matter how we are able to act on the outside jesus calls it hypocrisy it doesn't matter how we can pray how we can sing how we can study if what is on the heart is not the standard of god whatever you act on the outside is hypocrisy and here is the conclusion from a scripture he said let the meditations of our hearts and the words of our mouths or the actions of our lives let it be what let it become one before you O lord let it be acceptable in thy sight the only one that will be acceptable before god is the one what that what is in his heart and that which is on the outside that people can see if they are synchronized so go for the real transformation focus on the inside more pay attention on the inside more for whatever has settled in your heart is what god will recommend it's not what people see on the outside it's not what even convinced yourself that you have got it's about what the state of your heart is is there real transformation within you ask yourself this question and begin to make amends hallelujah let us pray father help us to contact you so that the real transformation can begin that our lives shall become pleasing in thy sight now and forevermore in jesus christ's name we pray amen Happy New Year, Sister Evie. I want to say a short prayer for you. The scripture says, Many are the devices in the heart of a man, but only the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Let the counsel of the Lord stand in your life in this new year. Nothing else. Nothing else. Not even what the enemy wishes for you will stand. Not even what evil people wishes for you will stand. Only the counsel of the Lord shall stand over your life this year. I pray that you will come into the fullness of the glory of the Lord. You will come into the manifestation of the blessings of the Lord. You will see dimensions in God in this new year. And the deepest desire of your hearts shall be fulfilled in this new year. Be open-minded and be free as you have always been. The wonderful person God has made you. You will not depreciate, you will increase in value. Favor will become your surname. For wherever you go to, before you come to that place, the favor of God upon you will announce you. I bless you today. May God's mighty grace work for you. Let it open doors for you. 
Let it single you out in the midst of the crowd. Happy birthday, my dear, my wonderful administrator. May God keep his face shining upon you now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Happy birthday once more. We love you and we are waiting for you to come back. God bless you.